0: at the end about the flesh there and it kind of reminded me of the old Christianese kind of expression that you love the sinner but you hate the sin Mm -hmm. and I feel like the two are kind of like they go hand in hand like you can say oh I love you, you're you're a sinner, I love you but I hate this shit you're doing (laughs) I hate this sin that you're involved in and it's so hard for people to like separate those two things and I don't know if it's possible to love the sinner and hate the sinner, or I mean the <laughs> way around, to love the sinner and hate the sin. You know, but if there's hate involved at all, I just don't feel like that's Christ. I agree. I am. Uh, remember someone saying, "Love, just love
1: the sinner, hate your own sin." You're going to hate something. Yeah. But not yourself. Yeah, but not yourself. I mean, really hate is a nasty, it's a spiral. It's an easy spiral to go down.
2: But I mean, isn't, isn't that kind of the point of like separating yourself from so what you do? Like seeing value in yourself outside of how you perform? I mean I think it is really, really hard to do that, but isn't that kind of the point of how you're supposed to view yourself is like knowing that you have value and are loved independently of how well you're behaving.
1: Yeah, I agree, yeah. Like accepting that
2: you're accepted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you are very connected because I think your behavior of who you are. Yeah. <laughs> how you see yourself. See those around you. And so, I guess, in that sense, if, they, if it truly is an outpouring, like, you know, like, fan states, you know, overflowing I mean, it's very hard to say, I hate what's falling out of you without saying, I hate what's you. Yes, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I feel like even if you're talking about just simply how you view yourself, you know, I mean, a lot of times you do hate what you do, and that does. That's true. Translate to how you hate yourself, but that's the wrong way to yeah. right? I think agree that it's very easy to conflate Yes. And maybe in some places impossible not
0: to because right. it's, if it on, like, Maybe it's like, I hate what you're doing to yourself through this unhealthy action. Damaging yourself. Not that I hate the mm-hmm. sin. Hating sin makes sense, but when it's applied to the context of a person, Who's in a lifestyle, who's in a habit, and saying, I hate that sin that you're into. It's like, I hate what you do every every single day of your life. You know what I mean?
3: I think it makes that person feel like they're not really accepted. Exactly. By that person, it's kind of like when you get in trouble as a kid and your parents are like, like I'm just really disappointed yes. in what you've done, which to you translates... They're disappointed in me, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and as a whole person, yeah, as a person, mm-hmm. and I failed.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, 100.
3: It's still like a shaming. It's a, it's a shaming. It's a it passive aggressive shaming.
0: It is a passive aggressive shaming.
4: Well, I think shame is that word that's hurt in the church, I and mean, you see so much spiritual trauma with people who are shamed on something, whether it's what whatever it is. There's so much shame in the church and it yes there's a fine line of when someone's doing something so destructive that it could be destroying their life their family's life you know if they married have kids whatever but there's a fine line of and should you go I mean the Bible's clear that if someone's doing something that's really destructive you should go with them in a certain way and tell them like hey I don't think that like this is a good thing you're doing But it's not. But it is a fine line of that can turn into shame, judgmentalism, whatever. So, and I think like even in evangelical churches, not all, but they've kind of toned it down a little bit. Of oh, I I love the sinner and I hate the sin because more and more people are like, but you're you're damning me in a way when you say that because you're saying I'm not wanting to necessarily be a raging alcoholic or. Be whatever that that we've understood that it could be like maybe something dealing with mental illness or whatever. Right. So I think the church has got better on that, but there's a long way to go. So yeah, there it's very hard to differentiate. In where do we see we're going there in love and wanting that person to get help, but then that that individual person could say, "Well, that's judgmentalism or that's shaming," which it's not. So we have to be careful. How we even go around that or about that.
2: Well, I think shame can either be, I mean, I think shame is a very personal thing about how you're interpreting, which means it can be both on the part of the person saying it and on the person.
0: Oh, yeah,
4: there's an internal and external.
2: In so, right. Like, it may be that someone doesn't even need it in shame the shame way in that the person
4: interprets it. Right. Form, when you can't it. help but how a person's going to interpret everything's different. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I've thought, I have that with my family on, on a number of levels. Like, one, my sexuality, they're not about it. They hate it. And another, me, me being a progressive Christian, not about it. They hate it. You know, and, and there's there's shame there that it, that's external. I know these things are not wrong, but there's this external shame that it's, it's exhausting. It's why I'm on medications, you know. It's like, there, there is external and internal.
2: And I think it's sometimes hard to, to like I mean if people are independent of their behavior that's one thing to know for you but it's also very difficult to interact with people except through their behavior you know what I mean like the, like what you being around a person means that you have to interact with their behavior and if their behavior is difficult for you for whatever reason justly or unjustly it is hard to, to do that and I don't know how to
0: solve that I don't know wow. <laughs> it's so
3: generic.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
3: When I think it's tough to figure out how to get away from saying love the sin or hate the sin, but not going to the extreme of saying, I accept you in everything you're doing, and even if it's destructive behavior, destructive paths yourself or those around you, of just saying, well, I accept your destructive behavior and it's okay, is, you know, finding the middle ground on that where... You know, you're
0: not shaming them, but you're it's like not I just love you, but yeah, yeah.
3: Right.
4: And you, you you have to wrestle with the scripture, though, too. I'm just throwing it out. Um, you know, don't don't judge a person. You know, when you have they have it's like what is that like the speck, the speck in their eye when you have a plank yeah. in your eye? Yeah, so I was thinking so that. It, it, it seems like sometimes, like when we look at like. I want to, you know, if one of my friends is, has a really destructive lifestyle, whatever it is, and I try to go to that individual, then what's going on in my brain is, like, I have all this shit going on in my life. How can I even approach that person yeah. oh my God. and telling yeah. them what's going on in my life? Because, I mean, I want to go to, like, my brother, my mom, you know, family, and be like, look at all the bullshit you're doing. Yeah. But then I have to look at my life and be like, well, it's history. all the bullshit that I'm doing. Yeah, totally. And so I feel like there's times where we do that. But then there's also times like Scripture will like that script will pop up in my head and be like, "Well, what can I even do?" I feel I like my hands are tied because mm-hmm. then someone can look at me and Brian like, like, "Brian, you do this," and Brian, you do that, and so then you kind of are like, "I keep," I think that kind of keeps us in check sometimes. And like, what I think all of us are saying is like we need to talk to someone if they're being very destructive, hurting themselves or yeah. other people around them. But it's very, it's hard to do. Because we have all the crap in our own lives that we have to deal with. How do we, how can we have that even, I don't know, evenness?
5: But maybe being aware of that plank in our own eye, it changes the spirit in which we talk to another yeah. person, yeah. because we're coming to them, we could be tempted with... too. I mean, we're, we're human too,
0: and... Or even maybe saying, it's hurting me like this, how is it hurting you, yeah.
4: How's it affecting? Well, and then being upfront with people, saying I'm not, I'm not a perfect person. I have these issues in my life, and I'm working on them too. But because I feel like sometimes I can't even go to friends if I see that what they're doing is very destructive, because then they might be like, "Well, look at what you're doing." It's like, yeah, I'm working on that too. But I see how this lifestyle, whatever they're dealing with, is not just hurting you, but it's hurting the people around you. And I do think that that's love. I do think it's biblical. But I also think so often in the church. It's just that one person or a group of people throwing that at one person without looking at their own selves first, you know, what's going on.
2: Well, I mean, even for yourself, like, it's important for you to realize A, that you're okay, what? but also that what you're doing isn't good. Right? I mean, it's not that you shouldn't say to yourself, oh, yeah, actually, this isn't good. I probably should work on this. You should say that, but you should also do that in the context of saying... I'm still valuable to the current And then, in that sense, then you can approach others not by saying I'm valuable or not because of your behavior, but your context is then, we're all valuable, we're all messing up, and we should all try <laughs> to figure this
4: out. Not that that's easy. Calling it out doesn't make it easy either. And I think that's what's hurt the church so much, is it seems like no one wants to be called out for any shit that they do. No, Like, no one does. Like, if... Like, if I went to any of my friends who were struggling with something and said, hey, I see that you're doing this much, you're drinking way too much, or you're doing whatever, then they instantly would shut down and be like, my friendship would be strained. And I think that's why so often people don't do that, even Christians to other Christians, is because they're so scared of being like, not that they're not valuable, but just like, why are you speaking that into my life? Because I know with a lot of my friends, if I said, Hey, you're doing, I feel like what you're doing just by these actions are very hurtful, not just to yourself, but to others around you. They instantly would be like, screw you, like, thanks, but no thanks. And so then where do you do? Then there's all that other, then they're thinking, he's thinking I'm shameful or whatever, even though we're both valuable. But I think that's really, I like this conversation just because I've struggled with that of how do I approach friends, family, that their lives are very destructive. And what like what you were saying, you can't help but how people are going to perceive things, that's on them. But at the same time, I just know if I went to my family or friends that I do know that they're living very destructive lives, then it would they would totally shut down and be like I'm done with this. I don't want to do that. And then that whole opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah,
3: you don't want it to be like a, Come across as a holier than thou attitude. Yeah. Like like you're a project I'm a moral Christian, so I'm going to fix you. Right. You know, you want it to come across as, you know, a friend, whether it is a friend or a family member or someone. We're in someone, together. Yeah, you're in that together. So if there's something that they're struggling with or dealing with, even if you say, like, hey, if, you know, you need to talk, if you ever need me to, like, you know, pick you up or, you know, go out for coffee or something, you know, finding things like that too.
2: I think like the process of change, like again, even for my own self, let alone for others, is always that thing of you have to hear that there's a problem, but you also have to be at a point where you're able and ready to acknowledge that there's a problem and that doesn't always coincide. And so I do think it's important to speak the truth to yourself and to others, but to recognize when to push and when to like it's just not ready to
5: yet. Yeah. Sure. I think you need an epiphany to change, where suddenly oh, right. things you've heard before, suddenly you see. Um, and I also think when, the, um, when Jesus was talking about heaping coals on the head of your, um, your enemy that, yeah. you, that you love, I mean, if you think about how complicated our brains are and our minds and our memories... It's like it takes it takes almost a burning of your mind, you know, to starting over in a sense to be able to change. And I think if you love somebody who hates you, at first it might seem like there's no there's no response within them. But I think that it takes something that radical to change those um, those neural pathways that are so strong and old and ingrained. Um, I mean, it really takes something cutting across the way we've been thinking to allow us to change. and um, That's what love does, but it's not always that radical. Sometimes it's just a slow process of over time people come to understand that you really do care it's
1: tough I for me that gets very strange because I don't ever I don't feel like I go to people out of like I'm a Christian so I need to tell you about what's wrong with you you know what I mean I feel like it's just a human
2: being (laughs) yeah I'm a human and you're
1: a human and I don't want you to die you know or I don't want you to I don't know what, but it's tough. I mean, I—it's really a tough. Thing. I don't have any answers. I just—I was shamed so much in my life growing up that I just don't want to repeat that to anybody else. But at the same time, I feel like by being transparent with people and being open about your own faults and your own insecurities, it opens up the door to be—it opens up the door to be open. If you're, insecure, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're able to live a transparent life, you know, that's one, one thing that's. I feel like I've, I've been able to be blessed with through my mental health issues is by sharing that with other people and being honest with other people. That when there have been situations where I've sat down and said I'm worried about this or you know whatever. It, they know that I'm coming from the heart and coming from a real place because I've been so transparent about my own faults and stuff. That's not me trying to toot my arm, that's just me saying I find
5: that that works, that has worked in the past. The other thing I was thinking about, this is a little bit of a change of subject, but when he was talking about um, the monuments that their ancestors had built to to honor the prophets, and they actually killed the prophets, and it made me think of um, Martin Luther King and, and some of the,
1: well, oh, yeah. not
5: just Martin Luther King, but other, you know, the whole history of racism in our country and slavery and how we're fighting now over these monuments and what they mean, And um, it's kind of like just a whole different view of what our nation should be. It is iron on It is.
2: It is. It's a great it's cool coon. Coon rapids. Oh yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I just found out about all that
1: stuff recently.
0: While we're going off topic, <laughs> something that stood out to me was the whitewash tunes thing, and the immediate parallel that, that popped in my head was the church guy who puts on suit and tie, Sunday best, and he walks in and just has the biggest, corniest smile on his face, and he's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, you're not good, let me make you good, you know, but on the inside, there's all this rot, there's all this dissonance, you know, but but on the outside, there's the whitewash. And of course, nowadays, we don't whitewash tombs, you know what I mean? But we know what that metaphor means. And it just seems like this huge metaphor for people who, you know, Pharisees, Christian Pharisees, who present themselves one way. Yeah, and I find if I'm not
1: careful, I could be that some times where I'm going through some really deep, dark times, and then I show up and like, do service, and I'm like, all right, everybody, see you next week, you know? Not that I'm the most positive guy in the world, but it's easy, I think, to fall into that, you know, not wanting to share the depression or the shame or the darkness and just saying, like, I'm just trying to get through today.
4: Well, I think that's one thing, too is we're afraid to talk to each other about what's going on in our lives. Yeah. Because we fail we feel going kind of full circle, we feel the shame, we feel all that. Like I know when my brother was going through his divorce from his ex wife, like he would not tell anybody outside the family what was going on. He's like, Well it's not their business and I'm like, Well as Christians, not even as human beings, but as Christian, we're in this together. You know, I'm not going to you know, I'm not gonna just Say to everyone his business, but I'm like, we're here to help each other get through the crap, the nitty gritty. And I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's stuff should be out in the open, but I feel like we're so afraid, like, oh, I just got to hold this all by myself and there's no one else there, but there is, but I feel like maybe in the whole kind of like, The way the church is now we're just afraid of that we're afraid to be like hey guys i'm a minister but i'm going through a lot of junk right now whatever it is or i'm this person over here and i'm going through all this like we say that to people and it's like we get in our cars and we're like oh i'm that's terrible that they're going through that but that's it's where it stops but it's like how can i come beside you not even as a Christian, but as a human being to another human being, and be like, "How can I just help you? Like, what do you need? You want to go for coffee? You want to talk about it? Maybe I'll drive you to a therapist or to whatever." But I feel like we we suck at that. I mean, I do do sometimes, and we can say, "Oh well, I have I, you know, I have a kid. I work." Yeah, we all have our lives, but it doesn't take that much time to just to pick up a phone, the phone to text to for coffee and I think I think that we the church no matter what if you're liberal conservative wherever you're at I think we've done a piss poor job just being there for people you know I mean I I know when I struggled with church and issues and getting kicked out of my other church there was no one I could talk to because it was like oh you you know you're dealing with that so I don't want to you know this is kind of just weird
5: there's something, too, though, about asking someone, can I help you, that creates kind of a power structure yeah. where yeah. I'm going to help you. You know, I'm here and you're there, and and we're all down there. I mean, we're all... And you can help me, too.
2: I, I was listening to something the other day. It was like a podcast. They were talking about how... We always think of asking for help as a means of driving away connection for relationship. Like we're afraid to do it because we're afraid afraid it's going to cost something and it's going to separate us from the people. But actually helping each other is how we build connections. Right. And so it's like, it's funny because we conceive of it as like the exact opposite of what it is. Like it's the necessary thing of involving people and building relationships. And yet we think of it as the, the
5: destroyer of relationships. And you could call it a different name. You could call it friendship. <laughs> Thanks,
0: everybody. That's a, that's a good combo. That was <laughs> no, hey, great good invitation. Invitation. Is everyone here okay with putting this online yeah. Ooh. with this discussion? Sorry Ooh. for pulling
2: all the time. <laughs> no, no, no.